Hi there, this is Julie Van Warmer, your host for Unshaken, a podcast of the Women of the Word Ministry of Christ the Word Church, and you're listening actually to a special bonus episode inside of a special bonus season called Unshaken Moms. This is a special time that we have to talk about some of the mothering stuff. So we pulled a whole bunch of talks from our Women of the Word ministry called Mom to Mom. And for the next 12 weeks, we're going to drop a episode right along with our regularly scheduled episode. So that means you're actually going to end up with 24 unshaken episodes this season, 12 of them focused directly on motherhood, and 12 of them in our regular season that's all about living in reality. Now today we're going to jump into our first episode of this season. This particular talk is called Honest Motherhood, and it was given by Ashley Marcus a few years ago. And I love this concept, Honest Motherhood. I mean, if you look at your social media, you will often see women who look like they have everything together. All they ever do is take their kids to the park and make cute little bento boxes with, can- with uh, you know, delicious fruits and vegetables that we know all kids love to eat, right? Said sarcastically. What you don't see in the social media pictures are the honest parts of motherhood. Certainly those are the things that we do, like cleaning up puke and poop and dealing with kids who don't want to share their toys and they cry, or maybe kids are frustrated with homework and maybe you don't even understand it. (laughs) That's maybe more like honesty. Now that's really what we're going to talk about today. So Ashley Marcus is going to walk us through how you and I can live being honest about our motherhood and that will affect how our family views life and how it is actually what God calls us to do. You ladies are my people. (laughs) I love being a mom. I love talking with moms. I love talking mom stuff. When I was a little girl, I just wanted to be a mom. So if somebody, anyone asked me, I was six or seven, anybody asked me what I wanted to do when I grew up, I said I wanted to be a mom. So in high school, I only, I only applied myself in areas that I thought would be applicable to motherhood much to my mother's chagrin. She did not appreciate that very much, and she insisted that I was well-rounded. So I took that into consideration as I started studying that motherhood needs to be well-rounded. So after high school, then I took a job at a daycare and um, practiced. However, at the daycare, I couldn't say no, so I left that one behind. So my goal was to be a mom, and I worked hard to learn everything that I could learn about being mother. And I do love it. However, for all my love of being a mother, it hasn't removed a lot of hardship. It's not this fairy tale ending that they hand you this beautiful little baby at the hospital and say, go live happily ever after. Some of the largest heartbreaks have been when and because I'm a mom. So I'm going to be moving back and forth because I've got some fun slides to show you. Aha. Okay. This is my back sunroom. This could be a picture of a bunch of obedient children who take their shoes off at the door. But we're talking about honest motherhood. And it could also be that I asked the kids to clean up the backyard. Yes, that is a t-shirt and nine pairs of nine shoes. We are going to explore 
that. <laughs> Honest motherhood. Okay, so this was a trip that we took to visit my father-in-law. That is us on the side of the road with a flat tire. Notice all the children. So, Grandpa was at a rehab facility after having been sick, and he needed some cheering up. So I was like, okay kids, we're gonna go and we're gonna cheer up Grandpa for the day. So we packed up our van and we had our snacks. We were so excited. But of course, you know, on the way there, the kids started arguing in the back seat of the car, which made me very angry. So I looked for an emergency pull-off so that I could give them a tongue lashing. And would you believe that as I pulled over, I ran over a huge chunk of plastic that popped my tire. So it took a really long time for me to call somebody to come fix that tire for me and put my spare on. Note to self, in training for motherhood, learn how to change a tire. Second, as this guy came to change my tire, the tire happened to be underneath all the seats. So I had to unload all of these kids on the turnpike. <laughs> so you could imagine as an older gentleman, and he watched with huge eyes as we were this clown car. <laughs> kids just popping out. And he just kept, his eyes get bigger and bigger and bigger as all of my children piled out of this little minivan. <laughs> then it took a couple trips to different stores to find the right tire because you could only get 50 miles on those spare tires. Another good note, only 50 miles to a spare tire. We had to find the right tire to put on it. It took several trips around an area I did not know in Cleveland. And by the time we got to Grandpa's, we only had 20 minutes to spend with him before I had to turn around and go home. But I got lost on the way going home and it took three hours to get home from Cleveland. <laughs> right? This happens. So, here's my breakdown. We were excited, enthusiastic about our trip to Grandpa's. Kids pushed my buttons. Mom got mad. And then we had a downward spiral of bad attitude. My tire would not have popped if I had not pulled over to yell at my children. I hit something on the side of the road that popped my tire. It was my fault. So, with the bad days and the good days, do you love being a mom? Of course we love being a mom. But do you love motherhood? We get to be proud when our children accomplish things. When they crawl or when they learn their math facts. Mostly because we taught them. There's a lot of excitement and enthusiasm as moms that we get to give to our children because they worked hard on something that we taught them and we get to have that pride. We also get to laugh when they're silly. I was telling my son one day to go get his shoes on. Now. 
but he was crawling like a lion and growling to go get his shoes. And he was going to go get his shoes, and he was, he was right on it. I asked him to go do it. He did it. But he was a lion, and lions walk a little slower than Mommy had wanted. However, the Lord was gracious to help me step back and look at him crawling like a lion and roaring. Those are joys. We also can get tired and stressed. And let me... This beautiful woman is my sister-in-law. And they had spent the entire day at my house. It happened to be Mother's Day. And they had left a little late in the evening and he had missed his nap, which made him a, a little whiny. And she wanted to get a happy Mother's Day picture to put on Facebook, you know, with her. And that's what she got. <laughs> and I love that picture so much. <laughs> because I think we can relate. You know, that moment where we just want it to go well and it's going to fall apart. And we have to decide what we're going to do at that point. So, do you have a friend that always seems to have it together. You're a little intimidated of this woman. This is not me. I'm not talking about me. This is really, really not me. <laughs> okay. But would you believe that I was talking with a friend and she thought of me that way? And as she said that, I seriously thought she was joking around. I thought she was making fun of me and I really found it funny. So I started laughing, like belly roll laughing. I was laughing hard. And when I finally stopped, she said, no, no, really, I, I think you're, you, you're always put together. Now, now those, those of you who know me, well, is this not funny? Like, the, I am not one of those women. But it made me think of two things. One, I wonder how many of the moms I view as perfect would laugh hysterically at the thought of me thinking they were that way. And two, it got me thinking about what I post on Facebook or Instagram and the words that I say to describe myself and my family. These are both pictures I posted on Facebook. The one is us at the beach and my cute little baby. He was happy, we had a good time. The other one is my mismatched sock bin. Can anybody beat that? That's a lot of socks. That was a snow day. They spent all day matching socks. So, if you were going to take an honest look at how you present yourself to others, what would you see? This, her view of me kept our relationship at arm's distance. Because she felt like she had to be somebody she wasn't around me. Do you ever feel that way? Do you have a friend that you think is perfect and you act completely different around that person? You're uncomfortable and very vulnerable. Or are you the woman that puts up the guard 
and acts like she's perfect so that other people will believe that she doesn't have all the trouble that she has going on at home. So I looked back at my Facebook feeds and I definitely have more of my beautiful children in happy times than I do of reality in my home. And yet, being honest in the ins and outs of motherhood don't have to be shared at every moment. This is fun, this is reality in my home. But if that's all I shared, we're taking it to the opposite extreme. We don't want to make it look like we never struggle, but we also don't want to look like the woman who just whines and complains about her life or has these funny, cocky, mock joke attitude about the way things really are to brush it off, which is, tends to be my, more of my tendency. We need to be honest and truthful. There um, are a lot of extremes on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and all of these outlets, even in friendships. There are extremes and there are mediums. We don't want to be the whiner and we don't want to be the perfect mom because it's not truthful and it's not honest. Look at our little kids. I love the story um, about my kids playing at McDonald's. They can make friends with anybody. They don't have the awkward social graces that I do. They, um, they don't know the etiquette, what to say and what not to say. They're themselves. They laugh and they cry with their friends and they fight with their friends. However, everybody is their new friend. So we were at McDonald's one day and, and my son had met another little kid and he comes over to me, mommy, mommy, here's my new friend. He doesn't even know the kid's name, doesn't know where he's from, knows nothing about him except he is now his new friend. He doesn't go into relationships expecting to be hurt. Which brings me to my next point here, that there are times that we get hurt by our friends. And that's why we put up walls as adults. We want everyone to believe that we're doing just fine. However, our children go into friendships expecting to have fun, to grow, to make good friends, and to get close with this person that they're playing with. They don't expect to get hurt. We need to do that. We need to trust God that he may not protect us from being hurt from our friends, just like our children will argue with their friends. But as a mom, it's our expectation that we're going to help them talk it out. We're going to have them give back the toy that they stole or take turns with whatever they're fighting over or tell them not to hit their friends. But whatever the case is, we don't expect at the end of that conversation with our child that they're going to 
go pout in a corner. We expect that they're going to go back and play. This is God's expectation for us. We need to make up with our friends quickly and, go, and grow in our friendships. We can't hide, we can't pout in the corner, we can't put up these walls and tell everybody that we're doing just fine when we're not. We need to be honest. So, where do we find the balance of the extremes that I've mentioned here? People that are hurt and are hiding, the mom that's got it all together, the mom that doesn't. So, I think it's in the definition. Let's define honesty. Frank, sincere, unreserved, but here's the kicker. According to the truth. The word truth here really got me thinking, what do they mean truth? Where do I find truth? And I know what you're thinking, I know where she's going, and you'd be right, because <laughs> that's where I'm going. Last year, Leanne Thomas brought to our attention that our feelings are not always truth. But God's word is truth. And that's what we're going to get to explore this year is in this honest motherhood. You all received, or should have at your spot, these little verse cards. And every month we will have a new one correlating with the topic that we're speaking on. This month, it's 2 Timothy 2.15. And it says, Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, and who correctly handles the word of truth. So we see here that she's going to speak truthfully, but she handles the word of God correctly. What does this mean? Do you read God's word? Do you know how to use it? The more we read God's word, the more we are have it before our face constantly, the more it will be brought to our mind in every situation that we're in throughout the day. That's why they're on magnets, to go on your fridge and to be reminded to have scripture before your eyes constantly. The word of God is this truth that we're going to filter all of the lies through all of our feelings and all of our thoughts on every situation. The more we speak about it, the more we will grow. The more that we will fight things that we battles that we need to fight at home. And our children will grow. If you're expecting things from your children, but you yourself are not growing, your children will not grow. You have to be first. Set the example. Prepare the way. 
teach them how to yield the sword, the word of God. God loves the work of motherhood, and he doesn't leave you empty-handed. He gives us his word. So, let's look at um, honest motherhood with ourselves. The story um, came to my mind and about my husband and I. We were, well, let me go back up. At home, it looks different. Our dishonesty looks different than it does out, with, out in public because we can't really hide who we are from the people in our home. They know exactly who we are. But I think the hiding comes in when we don't want to admit to ourselves that we have room to grow. So my husband and I were sitting in the living room one night after all of our children had, go to bed, had gone to bed because that's when we do our deep talking. And my husband had suggested, okay, we're going into another school year. Let's evaluate some things we want to change and we'll work on them this year. So he named a couple things he wanted to work on and then he turned to me and he said, now this is what I want you to work on. I immediately, like, okay. And he said, I want you to have the house clean before you leave it. I don't enjoy cleaning. This is not my gift. I had immediate thoughts that, thankfully, the Lord was gracious to me, that I didn't spew out. However, in my mind, I was thinking, jerk, what a jerk. He knows that this is really hard for me. I'm doing the best that I can. And a whole list of excuses in my mind started backfiring, like constant. However, I can't hide who I am from my husband. He knows my struggle. And he knows where I need to grow. And he prefaced the conversation with, let's talk about some areas in which we need to grow. I didn't think he was going to be serious. I really didn't. I thought he maybe share something that he wanted was going to grow in, and he was going to tell me how wonderful I am, <laughs> and that I didn't need to work on anything. But I was sharing this talk with my mom and she read through it and was making some notes on the side and she got to the part where it said, I don't enjoy cleaning. And she stopped and she looked up at me and she goes, you think that might be an understatement? The funny thing is, I had my husband read through it and he said almost the exact same thing. It is hard for me to prioritize cleaning my house. There are a lot of things that I would much rather be doing. I enjoy building things, I enjoy sewing, I enjoy my kids, I enjoy reading, I enjoy my husband, I like going out on outings. I would rather clean the car. But that doesn't really happen either. <laughs> but here's the truth. The honest truth is, he was right. I was wrong. Has your husband asked you to grow in an area that you think you don't need to grow in? 
Are you willing to take an honest look at yourself and say, he sees me day in and day out, and he might know something that I'm trying to hide? My husband knew and gently reminded me not to hide from the hard work that is before me, that it will build calluses on my hands, but it will lead to a soft heart. We don't want to harden our hearts and have soft hands. We want to strengthen our arms like the Proverbs 31 woman. We want to push forward, do the hard work, swallow your pride, and make your heart soft. Our children are watching. We want our children to respond to us when we tell them they need to make their bed. If they see us throwing a fit every time we need to go make our bed, our children will too. So do the hard work, get the calloused hands, and soften your heart. Lastly, I want to talk about our honesty about God. Oh. This is us at the ball game. And this is, before I get into honesty about God, this is um, honesty about ourselves. Before this picture was taken, we had a huge, whiny... You know how when families are large and they kind of just are like a tornado, this huge mass that just kind of rolls around in and out of places? Well, this was us at the ball game, and it was an extremely long walk to the ball game. And then we had a rain delay. And I had all those kids sitting in those chairs with nothing to do except eat. And it's like $12 for a box of popcorn. We ran out of money by the time the game had started and the kids were just so tired of sitting there. But I said, cheese, say cheese, and we all took a picture and, and that's what got posted on Facebook. <laughs> but we did have a good time. There was, the game did start, and there was a lot of joking, and there was a lot of teasing, and a lot of fun laughter, dancing. I also posted a really, really cute picture of my son dancing. He went to sit down in his chair, and he couldn't stop wiggling. It was really funny. But that picture didn't have to say the arguing that went on before it, or the joy that went on after it, but it did portray that we were sticking together that we were gonna work through the struggle that we had before the picture, and we were going to have a, hard, a good time. We don't have to brag about the fighting, or the disagreements, or the bickering, but we do need to say that those things do happen, and we can be honest that we are working through it. The calloused hands, not the, not the soft hands. I wasn't going to brush it all aside and say, okay guys, we're, let's just leave. 
We can't have a good time because you all have bad attitudes. No, we have to change the attitudes. We have to push forward. We have to love one another and stick together as a family. Okay. This is my cousin's little baby. She's so precious. Little baby Evelyn. Um, my cousin was told she could not have children. So she did nothing to prepare for motherhood. She did not babysit. In fact, she stayed away from any child she knew because she was afraid the heartache would be too much. She never came to see me. She did not talk to me. We had nothing in common. She did, she would not, she even told, I even said one day, why don't you come and visit me on your spring break? And she said, I would, except you have kids. That was her excuse. She did not care the least to be involved with children at all. But God was gracious to her, and that is her little baby. Evelyn was born at 27 weeks and had a very long stay in the NICU. It was killing my cousin to carry her. She literally, her organs started shutting down and they had to do an emergency C-section to save both of them. She was not ready to be a mother. I don't know if any of you can relate to that. She was just not ready. So she often calls me with feelings of being afraid and insecure. What do I do with her? She's crying all the time. I don't know, should I bottle feed? What formula should I use? You know, what school is she gonna go to when she gets older? Like, lots of worries and anxieties came with this little one. And I often have to remind her that mothering is hard but it doesn't mean that the decision she made or what she is doing is wrong. It's just a fight sometimes that we have to push through. We're doing okay. It's hard. The hard work is okay. In our verse, it says, do your best to present yourself to God as one approved. Do you know what it feels like to have the approval of God? To be able to present your work at the end of a hard day knowing that you can trust God to cover the rest of it. Sometimes it's going to be hard. And there is a comfort that Jesus Christ can give us through salvation. That we can, we can go to God as one approved. But it also says to do your best. There is work involved. If you don't know what I'm talking about, the joy and comfort that it can be, that you can have as being accepted and approved by God. Talk to your table leader. I'm sure they would love to share with you how we can get this comfort. There will be days 
that you'll want to give up and think, I just don't know what I'm doing. However, that doesn't mean that we're doing it wrong and it doesn't mean that we should give up. Remember the love and comfort of God. He gives us the ability to be honest with ourselves, with others, and it's because he is strong and we need to acknowledge our weakness. We can derive our strength from God because when we're not honest, we're trying to be strong ourselves. We have, you all have some slides on the table in front of you. And I really like pictures and ways to view things. But if you look at them, they're murky, they're undefined, and it's because of the darkness in them. Just like our feelings and our emotions, the busyness of the day, but to look at it clearly, what do we have to do? We have to hold it up to the light. And then the image becomes clear. Our feelings and emotions are the murky, undefined darkness. However, hold them up to the light. Hold them up to God's word. And we'll be able to see clearly. We can be honest. Hold up your mothering to the light. And join us this year for a year-long look into honest motherhood where we'll dig in deeper into all these topics. And that is all I have. I would like to close this in prayer and then we can transition into our discussion times. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that it is the light. We thank you that we can come to you as moms and find comfort and rest. Lord, I pray that you will help this discussion time be fruitful in our lives, that we can be honest as mothers and that we can share the struggles, we can relate with one another, and we will all grow. Give us calloused hands and soft hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm so thankful for the idea of being honest about mothering. I'm thankful that our lives are not lived through our social media accounts, that's for sure. Some of my favorite times have been when I had dishes all over my kitchen from baking cookies with my kids or the times my kids came running into the house and they were dirty from being outside all day playing. So let's make sure we're being honest about our mothering and let's look to the one who has given us this job. Let's look to Christ as our example and let's follow him diligently as we call our children to follow us. Hey, thanks for listening to this special bonus episode. Remember, when everything around you is shaken, you can stand unshaken as moms because of our rock and our fortress because of God. Until next time. <laughs>